He seemed to run straight at him, and all of a sudden, he was on his back. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What has he done, Dave? Yes, hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and no Nick today. There is no No. Nick. Um, Barney, Nick Nick has, he's moving, he's in Auckland. He claims he's moving house. However, I happen to know that all his possessions are in a shipping container at Port Botany. So I don't know what you move at that point. I guess his kids and his wife. He's got one suitcase. Oh, so we, we, he shouldn't have phoned in sick, should he? Throw yeah. it in the back of the car and move. You're right. Now, uh, Tommy, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, guys. How are we? Yeah, very well. We Have you noticed that we are in Fox's podcast studio? Look at us. I know. They've let you back in. This is this is groundbreaking stuff. And people are probably wondering why Tommy's sitting in Watson's Bay isn't sitting in here with us. It's because when security escorted him out of the building um, about three months ago, he was told never to re-enter. So you're phoning in. Now, Tommy, do you know what special day it is today? Um, is it uh, <laughs> Shrove Is it Shrove Wednesday? <laughs> I, I think there was a Shrove Tuesday for a bit there. Are they doing a two-day festival now? Mm. I mean, you know what? Any day that I can have pancakes is a good day. I'm with you. No, today is Barney's birthday, Tommy. He's 39. Happy birthday, Barney. 39. Thank you, mate. Um, Dumb yeah. face gets older. Yeah. Yeah. Every year. Nearly and 40. Dumber. Yeah. Mm. Nearly 40, mate. When do you think you'll start achieving stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm weighed down at times. Um, I don't want to look too... <laughs> It's called, tre- it's called a it's called a treadmill, Barney. <laughs> now, oh, all right, all right, uh, pot. I'll, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, to explain this podcast very quickly, if this is the first time either that you're listening or that you're tuning in, basically uh, what we do is we take a sporting moment from the week, something big, some big news, and then we dig deep into the sporting. Tommy. Annals. Annals to see where it's happened before, why it'll happen again, how we can avoid it or how we can repeat it, depending on whether it was good or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, before we get started into all of that, Tommy, the other thing that we like to do is we like to begin with a five-star review. We encourage our listeners to leave five-star reviews. Normally, they just put the boot in, tell us that they hate us, um, get personal with our families. Tommy, have you got one for us this week? I do, guys. I love how you give uh, the reviews to me every week, uh, which is quite funny because I have trouble reading The Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah, we know. Um, this is the, but... the, the humour's <laughs> generated in your lack of ability to read. Here we go. Yeah. I reckon I was dyslexic. Um, <laughs> second Wave. This is entitled Second Wave, written on the 22nd of May. Uh, maybe it's a bit early for the COVID humour, but let's just hope the second wave will not be this bad. Pick it up, boys. No more talk of life looking at NBA players in the locker room. FFS. Not sure what that means. Uh, what does what does the Kiwi bloke keep talking up about? Oh, talking up the All Blacks, as they would have made his school years horrible. Either flushed or atomic wedged every day. And it is good to see you don't have anyone from Queensland on your podcast. Someone from New Zealand, but no one from Queensland. You need to <laughs> Good use you of need the question mark there. <laughs> For the last time I read anything, it's on the teleprompter. Uh, you need the common man's perspective. 
I will be waiting for my call. Love, common man. P.S. Very common. Right, introduce, uh, interesting review there. That's your role, isn't it, Tommy? The common man? Yeah, I'm a man of the people. I, uh, I, <laughs> You're a man I'm that owns hum- people. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm from a humble small fishing village in the east of Sydney called yep. Watson's Bay. Uh, a, a long line of prawners, um, the family. Yes. So, yeah. Very successful prawners, as I understand. <laughs> uh, now, Barney, bit of a bit of a slight cough there. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. Let's t- talk to me. How's your temperature, mate? My temperature's good. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. I'm, I'm alright to be in the. We, um, I had a cashew nut before I came in. And sure. Got a little cashew dust. Sure, you did. We might get a swab on the way out. Yeah, um, please do. Tommy, is that what they're calling it these days? Cashew dust, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think we need to get into the podcast proper here. Yeah, let's it's do it. um, essentially in the light of Tommy. What what have you seen this week that's grabbed your eyes that you think mm. we need to dissect? Uh, essentially in the light of uh, I've been watching a lot of Korean baseball. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> essentially in the good light gear, of mate. good gear. <laughs> it's good gear. I've been There's working no that all morning. <laughs> Mum thought it was totaler. Of course she um, did. <laughs> she was raffle mayoing. Um, but yeah, in the in the light of essentially the return of rugby league round three, um, we saw sort of the best bits of the new rules introduced into the game. There was the six again rule, and then also another technological innovation that they've put in is uh, the virtual crowd noise, which I'm a a big fan of. I love it. Um, and as they were both. Big successes. So we're looking at the best and worst innovations in sports over the years, and we might throw a cheeky one in there that we, we want to see as well, maybe come to light. So beautiful. So that's we're, the we're essentially talking, in the light of. We're talking rule changes. We're talking technology changes, entertainment changes to make the broadcast more exciting. Because the other thing that Fox did on the weekend was their new camera angle, the Fox Air mm. at Bankwest Stadium, which is that cable, the camera that runs along the cable. So you basically you keep up with the play, which was yeah. outstanding, Tommy. Oh, mate, loved every minute of it. Yeah, just yeah, remember we fan. still work here, yeah. So we still need to pump it up, and no, you should as well. Big, yeah, the Fox Air killing it. You didn't see it. <laughs> you did not see it. Um, so Maybe I was watching Korean baseball. <laughs> so, Barney, did you did you enjoy the football on the weekend with the new rules? I loved um, it. I, I think this new uh, the new six again rule. I didn't realise how much it slowed penalties slowed the game down. Yeah, especially at the ruck. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I thought it was interesting that the one rule that came out of that grand final last year that was a problem was the calling of the six again and then the not calling of it and the confusion. And so then the rule they introduced yeah. is all about calling out six again. But like, you've got to remember they've gone back to one referee, which if they had one referee last year in the grand final, that, no six, confusion. Again that six again would have stood. It wouldn't have been any confusion. Barney, you've always got me, mate. You so, know, mate, all I'm uh, saying is Peter Volandis. <laughs> I, I, love <laughs> watching the, I love watching the professor try to talk Uh-oh. rugby league. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it is unbelievable. Well, you know what a lot of people do? They tune in every week. <laughs> well, not at the moment. We're on Matty Johns on a Sunday. Um, all right, Barney, do you want to lead us off with your fate? We're going to do best innovation. Yep. Something that we really enjoy when we, we're watching the sport. Worst innovation, the one that shits you, that you yep. think should be taken away. And then the one that we've invented, one that yes. we've come up with, that we think should be introduced to our favourite sports. I'm excited about all of that. All right. Start with the best. Start with the best. My The best one yep. for me is we all love Australians. We all love uh, watching some swimming. 
Uh, best part of the Olympics as an Australian, uh, you got to admit, yeah. that's where we win a shitload of golds. Yeah. Um, and uh, my favourite part of watching the swimming, the swimming broadcast, is the world record line that uh, that sweeps along the pool in front of the swimmers. Now, um, look, I think we all we all love that. It, it spices up a win for. Uh, we, you know, there's there's some sometimes in the distance races. Remember when Grant Hackett broke the world record in the 800? No, way back in 2000. And yes, yep. yes. So I these, don't. these I sort don't of these sort of like did he win it? Did he did he did he find the world record line in the lobby of his hotel? <laughs> no. Or just okay. He, that was when he won world's worst dad. I oh, believe. Okay, yeah. All right. Different um, type of line. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tommy. On fire allegedly. early, allegedly. Good, thank you, Tommy. Uh, but no, the world. Re- so often with swimming, when when someone kicks out and yeah. they're a dominant swimmer, they'll win by a, a fair distance, which makes the you know you get to the last fifty meters, you know who's going to win. Yeah. The race is all but over. The excitement comes from will they beat that bloody yellow line? Yeah. That world record line that's churning down the pool. Um, so how do they do it? How do they talk do to it? me? I'm sitting at home. Okay. Obviously, the line isn't actually in the pool. No. So How are a, they doing? It's a virtual. <laughs> it's a virtual graphic that's that's put over on the on the screen. Um, I believe now even a virtual graphic. I need more than that, Barney. You work in television now. Uh, it's it's magic. I don't know where it comes from. It's just a line that's on the screen. Okay. Good that shows That Solid. shows you where the uh, where the world record pace is at. For that <laughs> I know what it is. How do they do it? How do they? Magic. Computers <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. I didn't. It was invented by an Israeli company. There we go. Uh, since been bought, bought uh, by Avid. Um, Are you kidding? No. That we do all our editing on. We do all our the editing tools. on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's one of those. T- we could probably put a world record over some of our... Our stuff. We could have the oh, line sweep through every. That'd be now. good. Mm. Yeah, world record Something joke. Yeah. Like crowd, like a crowd drop off. Yours might actually go the other way, like the backwards one. Yeah, currently well, it's zero, Tommy. So how do we go backwards <laughs> from zero? We can't. Now here's my question though, because the the way the reading up, the way it works is the pace of the line is based on the world record pace. So they they go eight hundred meters. The the world record's this. Um, average that out over the whole pace. So it's it maintains a consistent okay. pace. What I'd like to see, though, and this is what I've got to ask you guys, would it be more exciting to see the world record, like, sputter and, and like, speed up and slow down based on what's happening in the race? No, what they should do is they should actually get the record that was done the time before and then put that virtually over the top. You want to see a virtual swimmer? Well, not necessarily the swimmer, but the line should go with where they were. So, you know. Oh, so if that, if that person finished strong. Yeah, then that's where it speeds finish. up. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I kind of like the idea maybe the guy in the control booth has the has control over it so that, okay, as long as it finishes at the right time, it doesn't matter. So you go, oh, man, look at this. Um, I, I don't know who's the current swimmer. The, the missile, James Magnuson, who's just recently retired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do, you, do you know any current? Uh, Sun Yang. Sun Yang. Uh, the Bronte sisters, right? We got Kate. Uh, mate, they're authors. Uh, they're also it. called the Ca- they're also called the Campbell sisters. That's it. Bronte Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Kate the Campbell. Bronte sisters. sisters. Hey. Pride, okay. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Love. Yeah, they and very good swimmers. More of a Jane Eyre fan myself. <laughs> Kate, Kate, and so Kate Camp, Kate Campbell going down. She's going to break the world record. You think she's she's well ahead of it? All of a sudden, boom! Yeah. World record speeds up at the end, comes over. Okay. Keep it exciting. Um, invented. Uh, first time it ever had an outing. 
Sydney 2000. Uh, was it? The best Olympic Games ever. God, we're advanced, yeah. We are. And uh, the first time it was ever shown was actually on Australian TV for the Australian qualifying. You're joking. And then, it, yeah, it got deployed... Uh, Absolutely. I think it's beloved. I think we can all agree. Absolutely. On, online oh, yeah, when, I I it. when I was doing my uh, research, there was only one article I could find that was critical of it. That was from a guy called Chris Chase, who in 2012 uh, wrote an article that panned it. Uh, but he lost all credibility with me because in the same article, he also had a go at the virtual line that they put in the rowing to yeah. show at the, like the 500 metre mark and the 750 metre mark, which if you've ever watched <laughs> rowing on, at the Olympics, that's the only way no, you can't who's winning. No, because the boat that's I think it's kind of funny that the guy na- whose last name's Chase hates the lo- hates the, yeah. the, the line. Yeah, that I is good. That's pretty that's good. Very good. And where, where is he now? Funny, where's uh, Chase? Pa- passed away, sadly. I was going to, uh, you know. Challenge. That was. You're going to dodge that, were you? I was going to dodge that. I was because I went into in the office. I said, "Oh, mate, I'm going to challenge this bloke to a fight." And then I, I thought, "I'll find out where he is now." And uh, sadly, no longer with us. Um, yeah, rest Thank in peace. Thank God, Nick's not here because he has fun bagging out dead people. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. Um, but I also like to <laughs> give an honourable mention for my these because uh, this is the this is the virtual line we all know and love. But we got to credit some other virtual lines, like we said, the rowing. Yeah, it's a good um, one. A good one. I, li- I also like the uh, – you see sometimes in the golf when they have the line. Oh, yeah, behind the, the ball. ball. Oh, the shot tracker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, the first down line in the NFL, Tommy, you'd be a fan of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, not accurate, but uh... – uh, not accurate. But yeah, no, it's a good one. No, not accurate. I love how every time someone goes near the first down line, the, the TV commentators have to, like – Pretend like to, it's accurate? To, no, but they have to, like, qualify that it – it's like, just to let you know, it may not be accurate, yeah, right. so he may yeah. not have a first... And they do it every single time. Maybe they need Hawkeye yeah. to give that virtual line because that seems to be accurate, Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, I love how in the, I love how in the tennis you can get it to within this far of whether or not a, a bee's whistle as to whether or not it's hit the line, <laughs> and in, they can't get a bloody yellow line across the field in the football. It's mm. a joke. The only one I don't like for the virtuals, because I'm a big fan of these virtual graphics mm. on the field, the only one I don't like is I think we've gone too far with the ads on the field. Like a lot of people don't realise oh, don't this like now. that. No, I don't, because you know what I loved? I love back Winfield Cup days, seeing a bloke dive over, score a try in the red, tri- you know, yeah, right. red tri- over the try line and just stand up and have a bunch of red covering him. That a was sweaty man me. covered in pain, yeah. mate, buddy. Yeah. You know, for a period there, so they used to do the advertising on the field and they'd paint the advertising so that the people in the stands would be able to see it. And then somebody went, oh, there's a whole story behind this, but somebody went, okay, so there's 20,000 in the stands or there's 300,000 watching at home. Mm. So then they started painting the angle differently for the television yes. viewers. So that then they were obviously getting ten times the amount of exposure. Mm. But now they don't even bother painting the grass. They just no, it's just virtually done. Virtually done. I, I Lots don't know of virtual done. stuff going on. Yeah. So uh, that's my the virtuals. Virtual, my, I like it. I think innovation. it's very good. Tommy, you want to follow that? What do you got? Uh, it's uh, in the gentlemen's game, ladies and gentlemen uh, out there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we're talking golf. Oh. You know, oh. I love nothing more than a polo with a. A weave wrapped around my neck, a love, lovely sweater draped over the neck, as I have a pims at the country club. Um, <laughs> but uh, swimming, swinging the hickory is one of my favourite pastimes. Uh, swinging the hickory and that playing golf like a... too is pretty good. Hey-oh. <laughs> Hey-oh. Um, but um. guys, I'm talking about the innovation that is dimpling golf balls, putting dimples on golf balls. Um, it is. 
a it's sort of it, it was it was in the 60s that it sort of came into into fruition they realized that there was golfers playing at the time that when they had old beaten up golf balls that were like that had hit hit a couple of pavements or whatever they were actually hitting them a lot further than people with brand new golf balls so the um the the whole thing was they were like there's there this one guy who actually was part of the tailor made uh crew back in the day and they said that there's something about putting indentations in the golf ball that are making them go further. Um, and they worked out and they got a guy from the Smithsonian to do the, the science behind it. Yes. Um, I had a and they, and, <laughs> and they found out that a smooth golf ball hit by a professional golfer would only tra- travel about half the distance than if hit. And then, than if he hit a dimpled golf ball uh, and they half found the that, Half the distance. So as soon as they put dimples in it, old Jack Hobbs was just—he was sending him down there. Um, <laughs> Talk to me about this. Cricket... Are you going to tell us about the science behind this? I'm about to get into the science. Well, get guys. into it, mate. Yeah, please do. People tune <laughs> so, into this for the science. Aero, aerodynamicists. Bloody try and spell that one. They—they mm. uh, they broke it down what a to good job. the force into two components: lift and drag. Drag mm. acts like a directly opposed motion. And they found that when the ball fly, flew through the air, there was a thin layer of air that would that would go over the top of the golf ball, but would create a lot of drag at the back. And essentially, what the yeah, I've said it again. Essentially, uh, if I can munch, I would. Uh, essentially, what they did the dimples. They found that the air would actually stick to the front of the golf ball and create less drag at the back. Hence, the ball could travel further. Magic. Uh, that is the great. other thing is the ability for golfers these days to like move and shape the ball in the air has a lot to do with lift. Um, and the lift that the soft a dimple golf lift. Ball. This is yeah, I know. You get what? No, that's solo. The one that you can smash easy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, neither pay less... us any money for sponsorship, so let's <laughs> just piss them off. Um, I believe that is but... their that is their slogan, though. Solo, smash it easy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. So they found out that <laughs> dimples can also affect lift. Uh, a great beverage. Please sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and they found that a smooth ball had backspin and creates a warping of the airflow. But as soon as you put dimples on the golf ball, the the ball's airflow, there was more more air circulates the ball, creating a thin layer of turbulence. And they allowed oh. that that allows the ball to move more easily. Isn't in the that air. amazing? Mm. And it optimizes uh, the ability for a golfer to like either hit a draw or a cut or or whatever they want to do. So. That was that's my one. I just How many think, dimples on a golf ball, Tommy? Is it is it a standardised thing? So it is the under the rules and regulations that the are uh, the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St Andrews, which is the home of golf, uh, and the United States Golf Association. They every before every round they they look at the the golf balls in each golf in each golfer's bag, and they make sure it fits the right size. They have to be uh, 1.68 <laughs> inches. <laughs> They have to be a, a diameter of no less than 1.68 inches mm-hmm. um, and a mass of no more than 1.62 ounces. And in the dimple debate, you're only allowed <laughs> to have you're only allowed to have anywhere between a golf ball with anywhere between 300 to 500 dimples. And there was actually a golfer in 2013, a Korean golfer in 2013, who tried to start the FedEx Open with a golf ball that had over a thousand dimples oh, in it. Oh. 
uh, and they 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 caught him, and he and he he was he was disqualified from the tournament. But anywhere between three hundred and five hundred is within regulation, and they can be any shape. But often, obviously, circles and hexagons <laughs> are the two that hmm. they've found to oh, be I the most. I thought you meant the the ball could be any shape. No, no the dimple. So you can <laughs> no, good luck with the square ball. So when you're when you're stepping up to the first tee, mm. and obviously you're going off the members way back, the yeah. blues. What yeah, are I mean, you? I hit off the, I hit off the pro tees. Do you? What color are the <laughs> yeah, pro tees? Gold. Huh? What color are the pro tees? <laughs> yeah. They're actually just for every person that gets up there. They actually just like boom in a photo of yourself. It's like holograms. Yeah, right. So oh, like, just like come what are you yeah. looking at? How many dimples do you want in your golf balls, Tommy? Mate, what do you, you know what? What do you ask the caddy I, for when you? Uh... I I I go, hey, bro, um, Jorge, can you throw me a, a 460 DP? 460. Uh, and yeah. he. And he throws me that, yeah, so right. it's um, it's yeah, that's my normal anywhere between four sixty five and four sixty eight. Oh, sort of and thing. if you're it's, talking to say somebody that's just starting out in golf, how many yeah. dimples are you recommending? Oh mate, you know what? If you're starting out, you're a rookie. I mean, I'd hold it down the shaft. I'd, uh, okay. I'd swing within your limits and yep. and probably just stick to a three twenty, three thirty okay. sort of thing. Yep. You this don't really, good. you don't really want your ball doing too much if okay. you're just learning the game. Sort of very, thing. very good. This is where the Korean bloke went wrong because 500. <laughs> I reckon you could, you could probably get away with 600 without anyone really noticing. Yeah, thousand. he got greedy. Yeah, he did. No, totally. The guy tried to double dimple, and you can't do that. No. And it's just, it's <laughs> no, not on. No, you can't off. double dimple. You can't yeah, double no. dimple. No. Yeah, dimples in the dimples. Yeah. I mean, you you wonder why old King Jong Un has got a round of golf where he has eighteen holes in one. Mm. Like, Do you think he you know what I mean? Uh, I, mate, he quadrupled. Dim- he might have just played with a dimple, uh, <laughs> <so> I- <laughs> which, which is obviously. So I guess just playing with a dimple is there was no ball. Yeah. So he just swung. Yeah, I mean, he swung. Went. Oh, that went four hundred meters. Yes, yeah, King he probably Jong. got sure. his—he's probably got his nephew with like the best dimples, just to put his head on the tee <laughs> and just had a go. Jesus! Um, all right, dimples on the golf ball, Tommy. Good work, Tommy. That's Very it. good. My innovation and great tips for our listeners. Yeah. Um, all right, swing my... easy, swing, swing slow. Yeah. That's it. Swing low, sweet dimple face. Um, that <laughs> makes no sense. The I, I might just go for Nick quickly as well. Um, because obviously he normally goes at some mm. point. Um, what his, innovation would he go with? Um, oh, when the All Blacks um, wore all black boots when they played in the World Cup together. Oh, so they were really all black. All black. So everything on them was black. What what World Cup was that? <laughs> 2015. Remember they, they wore the, they, they actually won. Yeah, they do it in. Yeah, they did it again in. 2019, but they suck they, balls. They, most of them, are, like they, they do it pretty pretty regularly. I think it looks pretty slick, to be honest. Yeah. You're not well, going to get me complaining about that. That was Nick's one. That wasn't yeah. mine. Mine is, I'm going to go with something, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if this will exist post-COVID Ooh. nightmare, which is really sad. Okay. My favourite innovation is the kiss cam, oh. which is obviously to yes. do with the broadcast. Um, I'll often watch a sporting event just hoping to see the kiss cam. Um Gets me excited on those. Often go to a sporting a bit, event. Just, <laughs> this is the only bit re- hot under the saddle blanket. It does. does it? it does. This is um, the main reason you and I don't go to sporting events together because yeah. I know oh, kids camp's coming, Barney. Get ready. We're not yeah, allowed. Right. Yeah. Put on your lip balm, Barney. We're away here. Hey, it originated in okay. California in the early 1980s, and it was a way to fill gaps in baseball games because obviously between the innings and stuff, it can get a little bit slow. They sing the song. In what is that? The bottom of the, the sixth, seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Seventh inning stretch. Um, but apart from that, people are like, "Well, what are we doing? We're sitting around here." Kiss cam came in, um, 
then expanded to basketball games because if there's one sport that is made for kiss cam, it's basketball. Yeah. All the timeouts, all the gaps between the quarters. It's just, you know, pucker up. Let's lay into each. Let's yeah. let's get real freaky here. Let's pash. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a kiss cam gone right or a kiss cam gone wrong? What I like, yeah. I like it goes right, it goes right, it goes right. Then something a little bit quirky. You know, they put it up. Siblings. Siblings. Yeah. You know, or it's an old couple and the whole crowd's <laughs> cheering them and, and they do just a little peck and the crowd loses it. Um, yeah. or, or little kids and they kiss each other on the cheek. Cheek. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. should have stopped at old people. Yeah, but, but or so they get to like, a, or they get to like a father and a daughter and a mother, and they think sugar daddy, yeah. <laughs> so basic idea: if you've never seen this, if you've been living under a proverbial rock, what happens is in a break, music kicks in. You know, something yep. to do with pashing. Um, I can't think of a song. What's um, I kissed a girl. I kissed a girl. And I liked, and I liked it. it. That'll play, and then the announcer will come on and go, oh, look out, it's Kiss Cam. Oh, who are we going to find to kiss? Then the camera lens has like a love heart filter on it. Yeah. And then they go on a couple, and then that couple is basically pressured by 20,000 people to show public displays of affection. I, I do like seeing when one of them plays a bit hard to get to. Yeah. When one of the the guys, a bit, the husband's a bit like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And then she looks yeah. and he goes, oh, shit, I'm going to be Yeah, in and trouble. then the crowd starts going, yeah. starts starts chanting at them, you know, starts frigid, frigid. And then his best mate <laughs> leans in. Oh. Yeah. And, and just learns. hooks in. So now there's been some classic ones over the years. Barack Obama and Michelle. Oh, really? Obama hooked into the game. They were nice. sidelined at a basketball game. And it was... It was not presidential, the kiss. Oh, <laughs> put it this way. Hey. Open mouth? Yeah, it was open Naughty mouth. Naughty potters. Ah. Yeah. People say, yeah, there the was old... that conspiracy that he was born overseas. Maybe he was born in France, the old uh, French Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the old potus pash. There eh? was. Um, potus and flotus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great one where two little kids, so one's like, the boy's three and the girl's probably the same age. Camera's on them and the little boy just reaches over and gives her a little peck. Very sweet. Whole oh. crowd goes, ah. And then the little girl just goes, whack, <laughs> and like slaps the no shit means, out of no. his face. Uh, another great one, husband and a wife sitting there. Yep. Uh, wife leans over to kiss. Husband brings up the beer and then says to the beer, I love you, and kisses the beer. <laughs> oh, Classic. yes. Classic. Have um, you, have you seen the one at the, the Houston Rockets game where the guy goes to kiss his, his wife or his girlfriend and she completely, like, pushes his face away and then she pours the drink over his head and then pours the popcorn over his head and then she gets up and walks off. He sits back down, turns around and kisses the girl next to him. No, that's a good one. That See, I'm starting to get worried some of these teams are staging these kiss cams. Well, I think yeah, that it's got to be authentic. Staged. Yeah, there's a bit of stuff. Guys getting up and doing fake proposals and tying up their shoelaces. Let's keep the kiss cam sacred. Yeah. Hey? Let's make sure that they're just people that are at the game. Let's not employ actors to do anything. This is the thing. It's not theatre. It's no. not theatre. It's no. love. That's right. And it's the theatre of life, Tommy. It's the difference between yeah, early reality TV shows where they didn't know... What you know? What they were doing? What the the first Big Brother series where no one that's went right. in the agenda. That's right. Now you watch it. Everyone wants to be an actor. That's right. There's, that's uh, I mean, there's shows everywhere. I mean, you know what I mean. There is it's shows just, everywhere, they've made, Tommy. They've made a there's farce of it. You've got there's a show on tonight, Tommy. You've got Syphilis Island. You've got Chlamydia Cabin. Like it's just <laughs> one of those ones where you need those. to just. My favourite though, Kiss Cam, um, and I don't know if it was staged or not, but it, it looked like it wasn't. It was a guy sitting next to a girl, 
and it goes on them and then he just unfurls a sign that says, this is my sister. <laughs> Sorry, the action you just did. Just unfurled a sign. <laughs> This is You're unfurling. It looked like you went for your fly. And no, I no, this sorry. Went, really? No, no, no. So it was a sign. We all get it, mate. You have to unfurl that too. Yeah, we've all heard it <laughs> oh, before, mate. Let's not go down that path. Uh, now, some variations on it. So some some teams will do dance cam. Oh, yeah? Where they got to get up and do the, the current dance, the flossing. Or, uh, See, that might, that, that might hang around uh, post-COVID. Post-COVID, yeah, yep. I think that will. Um, the other one, the Jackson General started the Simba cam, which is where you lift oh, your yeah. baby... In the air, like that scene on Pride Rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Um, and then in at Fuchsia Berlin, the German handball team, they do Wusselong Cam, which uh, translates to rooting cam because it's Germany. <laughs> so, obviously. Weirdly, weirdly they, uh, that cam is in the bathrooms too. Yeah. Because it is German. There's Verschelonging going on all over Germany. Um, Verschelonging. What a name. Verschelong. That directly translates. Look that up. Um, obviously here, the Big Bash. Yes. At least the Kiss Cam. They absolutely love it. Um, between all the um, between the overs, because cricket is made perfectly for it as well, if you think yeah. about it. So Kiss Cam comes out, they do Simba Cam. Um, obviously, big, big problem when they when they put it on a brother and a sister, because normally you push away. But obviously in Tasmania, things yeah, like that, Hobart, get a hand. hurricanes, they're so, all over it. They're yeah. all over it. The there, was that, there was that one kid who held up the sign saying, "This isn't my sister." Yeah, and so <laughs> does <laughs> my sister. Yeah, so, and they all went boo. Yeah, yeah. They t- <laughs> now I want to finish by saying <laughs> the rest of the crowd went, "We know." <laughs> Tasmania. We all know each other. Yeah, because you're my brother. Yeah. Um, now, his sister's like, I'm coming. It's <laughs> running in from nowhere. Now, I want to ask you, because, yep. okay, we're having a bit of fun there, but morally, you know, as a society, where do we stand? Oh, here on we go. 20,000 people <laughs> forcing two people <laughs> to kiss. Yeah, it's. It's about that because you get booed if you don't kiss. You know, and what if you don't want to kiss? And there's 20,000. It's peer group pressure. Are you a PDA guy? Are you a public uh, of affection guy? Oh. Too many germs. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, you're a germaphobe. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> but also, my, I've been married to my wife for seven years. So, or eight years. Might be eight. <laughs> she doesn't want to listen She's to this. She doesn't even know what I do for check. a living. <laughs> she thinks check. I'm an accountant. So, um, no, I'm not really into it. Tommy, are you a PDA guy? Uh, no, not really. I, I, I don't have a problem with kiss cam though, because I actually think it's a. I think it's funny when they don't do it and they get booed. Okay. I feel like I feel like it's like that scene out of Game of Thrones where they should be stripped nude <laughs> mm. and walked around the court with a bell, just mm. yelling out shame. Okay, shame. Like really taking it to another level. Yeah, shame. Like Cer- Cersei. Like, and then they can you know unfurl that wasn't, if you know they that want. You know that wasn't Cersei's body. You know they shot and did that whole thing CGI. What wow. a slap in the face for the actor that plays Cersei. Well, I think she might have turned it down. I think she, said, oh, okay. she said, I'm not walking three and a half Ks in the buff with people who's shouting shame at me. Plus, where, where are we filming this? It's in Northern Ireland or something, isn't it? Oh, no, I think, I think oh. that was in Dubrovnik where they were filming. Oh, okay. 
Which, you know what, get nude there. It's lovely. Absolutely <laughs> warm. Um, I mean, I always say you haven't lived until you've gotten nude in Northern Ireland. Yeah. That's just but this is obviously, uh, my bottom line. We're breaking off into our, our other podcast, which is CGI or not, nudes in movies. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you, that's on all good podcasts. For some reason, Fox aren't interested. No. No, but the movie no. channel, the SBS love it. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> we'll do, we will do a non-foreign film at some stage. Yeah, we will. Now, okay, that was our favourite innovation. Yeah. Yes. Barney, let's get into the ones that we hate. This is sticking our crawl when we're watching our sport. Not all innovations are great. Now, you mentioned the Big Bash. Yeah. Um, one of the things with the, the success of the Big Bash uh, in the last few years is a lot of other sports have looked at their own sport and go, how do we get on this? Is there a shorter, more exciting version of our game that we can use uh, in the off-season? Well, there was the 100, right? Yeah, the so hundreds. they were even going to shorten... Even shortening that. Cricket's mad with shortening. Yeah. They, they love it. Soon, it's just going to be super over, super over. Um, and New Zealand loses. New Zealand loses. They'll make every World Cup <laughs> final, oh. but never win one. Wish Nick was here for that one. <laughs> that would oh. be excellent. <laughs> we miss him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the trouble is, like, a lot of the sports are getting involved. Um, but the AFL had a crack a few years ago, and it, uh, in my opinion... Didn't go well. Uh, it was called AFL X. Um, so 2018, 2019. Gil McLaughlin, uh, when they launched it in 2018, said this will help promote the game internationally. Right. Because the thing is, is is what happens is, is when um, when foreigners see AFL, it looks a bit confusing. So what they thought they'd do is make it a little bit more confusing. Right. If the yeah. locals look confused about what's going on, maybe uh, the foreigners then they feel like, more at home and yes. they feel like we're not the it's only more ones confused. That's yeah. great. Like, oh, this is inclusive. Everyone's there together, uh, <clears throat> and confused. So basically, what they did is they moved. They said round field, no good. Oval field, no good. We're going to a uh, they triangle. Could, no, no, they went rectangle. Oh, okay, the triangle would have been really yeah. Three teams playing, very small goal. Oh, at two balls. Point. Three teams, two balls. Uh, now, yeah, now good. we're going. We're, we're already going ahead line. to our last thing. Well, that's obviously that's like. AFL XY. Yes. <laughs> See what I did there? Two very balls because XY is yeah, the male go. chromosome. Yeah, you go, yeah. yeah you, you didn't go, get it, mate. Tommy. Tommy. You didn't yeah, get it, yeah. shit. Yeah, right. go. Sign Cos Tan, mate. I get it, mate. <laughs> what? That's going to – anyway. He's doing trigonometry. I know. Mate. Go, bro. Trigger. Basically, two, so they play on like a, a – they call it a soccer field style. I'd prefer to think of it as about a rugby league field. Um, size uh, rectangular field. Game consists of two 10-minute halves, two-minute break at half time. So you're basically done in 22 minutes. You wouldn't want to pay too much. Much to get in. The whole game was 22 minutes. Yeah, two 10-minute so halves. From three they'd, hours. They'd play in carna- they, yeah, they'd play in carnivals. Um, basically. Oh, so you'd, right. you'd see more than one game in a night. Um, eight players on the on the field uh, at a time, six players on the bench, unlimited rotation. So it's idea is boom, let's boom, keep boom, this quick, 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 quick. Um, so they got rid of the out-of-bounds rule. Out-of-bounds normally in AFL, you throw it in. They yep. just went last touch, whoever knocks it out, the other team gets possession. Um, now, the interesting thing is, is they decided, you know what, we need something better than a goal. They made a super goal. Yeah, right. Super goal worth 10 points if you kicked it from beyond 40 metres, which for me, um, a bit simple because you regularly see guys kick it from beyond That's not bad, though. It's almost metres. like bringing in a three-pointer. 
Yeah, I Having never... said that, a, for, a 40 meter hoof is pretty good. Yeah, for you or I, but for a professional uh, Australian rules footballer, that's not if there's dimples the in the ball. Yeah, mate, yeah. if they Ooh. dimple it, they should dimple the if ball. If they dimple it, they should do a mega goal, which is from the other yeah. the other line. You'd see blokes snapping around the corner too with the drift. They'd be, oh yeah, of that'd course. be excellent. Um, yeah, it's like Bubba Watson at the Masters. <laughs> plays is it? I'll yeah. have to take your word on that one, Tommy. <laughs> Players could run 20 metres um, without uh, bouncing oh. the ball or the ball touching the ground. Um, and they even, at the start, this is the this is one of the big things that the BBL kicked off. Now, the BBL got rid of the coin toss. They went with a bat flip. Yep. Because we all know coin toss, that's when everyone turns off their TV. Who wants to watch a coin toss? No, you're right. AFL went, don't have bats. Let's do paper, scissors, rock. Oh, so they had paper, scissors, rock to start the game to choose who. Uh, That's who, exciting. Because uh, there's world championships of that, isn't there? Yeah, that so it's, globally it's, people tune. So you're watching your own tournament before, <laughs> before the, the tournament. Before the tournament, that is good. Um, in the second um, series, this is the one where I think they they may have jumped the shark. They introduced something called the Gatorade Game Changer, right? So each team oh. would nominate one person as their Gatorade Game Changer, and in the last five minutes of the game, that person. So the last quarter, essentially, because <laughs> let's face it, you got two ten minute halves. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, that person, it, all the points they score are doubled. So they kick a regular goal. Yeah, it's twelve that's points. That's a bit much. They uh, kick a I don't mind twenty that. points. Did they wear a different colour? They did. They had to wear a different colour um, jersey so everyone knew who they were. See, talk to me about this, uh, and I know I'm taking it down a different path. Mm. In in volleyball, yes. indoor volleyball, why oh, is God. there the one person on the team that wears a different colour? Anyone? That's they're the they're the save they're the savers, the people that defend the baseline and they stop the ball now, from. And and is it the case that they're not allowed at the net or they can't go to the they're net? They're not allowed to approach. They're not allowed to approach the net. Why and is I that? I don't think they're. I don't think they're allowed to block. Like they're allowed to. They're allowed to like spike it and and sort of set them up for the other for the other players on the team. So are they allowed to knock it directly over the net. I think they are maybe from the back line, but I mean, my feel years this of, thing? And My years of high school volleyball uh, in America have just escaped me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> you played you played college for that year, didn't you? You're a walk-on. Man, I'm a, yeah, I mean, I was, Stanford, I was a freshman. Yeah. I was a freshman. If you're listening and you know why, like genuinely, I mean, I'm just going to Google it after we finish this, but yeah. let's sound like we're getting our listeners involved. Send it to us at Narrow World of Sports. Why is there somebody wearing a different shirt in volleyball? Yeah. Good question. Thanks. On you go, Barney. Tune in next week. Handbrake. Handbrake. Um, Weirdly, (laughs) AFLX, um, the AFL have decided not to do it anymore. They've abandoned it as of 2020. They're going to focus on AFLW. Um, Even at the time, people were like, well, couldn't we spend this money on maybe having a team in Tasmania? Get that kiss cam going down there. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so not a success. Even the players, I mean, you and I, we interviewed a a series of players. Yeah, we did, and they all said it was terrible. They did. They said it was was hopeless. Heath Shaw sort of almost made a bit of fun of Lockie Whitfield because Lockie played and Heath didn't. um, No, that's right. Because in his words, it was shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so goodbye and good riddance. Yeah, exactly. So that's an innovation gone wrong. Yeah. I, you know what? If you've got a good product, just stick with You're it. You're right. Change too yeah, much. Yeah, they do change the sports a bit too much. Tommy, what have you got? Yes. Your worst innovation. 
My worst innovation is actually the innovation of artificial turf in sport. I've got to tell you, uh, Tommy, as uh, as a guy who started playing grass hockey and uh, you know during during oh my, my career, we're not doing this during my career. Especially Astro when we're now in a, what? I don't know what you want, Tommy. It's it increased the pace of the game. I mean, sure, on the early sand-based turfs, you'd, you'd have to tape your stick a bit because picture this was going to happen. Wear it down. That this idiot was going to start um, talking about. Well, what, what I didn't realise is that uh, I only got one little bit of information and then Barney gets to tell three bloody stories. I don't know what the go is here. Right, you want to have I mean, a go at AstroTurf just in, uh, your name's, in Just because your name's in the title, mate, doesn't make you any better than what's me. That, what's that, mate? Your connection's dropping out it's there, featuring buddy. Tom. <laughs> featuring Tom. Yeah. Featuring Tom. Yeah, I mean, but no one remembers Ashante in all the Jar Rule songs, do they? Really? Oh, I didn't know she was in them. You're dead That's, right. There you go. Put my point proven. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, I'm talking about artificial turf, and obviously, as they're talking to no rough. one now, they've all turned off because mm. of the hockey shit. So anyway, just, <laughs> oh, just tell Barney and you. I. Nobody is listening. <laughs> they're upset at because, Tommy. Uh, so how dare? Uh, he? Thanks to old, thanks to old artificial Barney. Uh, he's he's one of the main points they they have artificial turf is yes, due to the the idea that it, it quickens up the game and it makes yep. the the game faster. But the other big one is that the cost of maintenance on an artificial surface is far less than that of uh, a grass, natural grass surfaces. Mm. Um, per hour of use, this is in this is a, a study taken in professional sporting arenas in America that use graph, grass and turf. Um, they, like they they did a comparison, uh, the average cost per hour of use for a grass. Um, for for a natural grass field is ninety one dollars and twenty cents, whereas the average cost per hour of use for a field turf or a or a uh, astro turf is twenty five dollars. So the idea of having a, a stadium with um with multiple teams playing on it, whether whether it be an NFL team, a college team, and a baseball team playing on it. The idea of maintenance and and making sure that the grass doesn't get torn up. This is a lot very of good information. Sounds like are, are deciding to put a, 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 a astroturf in. However, oh, you've tuned in to the sports accounting podcast. <laughs> however, I'm going to get sciencey again, boys. I love oh, it. He puts lead in my pencil. Um, you know what's got dimples? Is a hockey ball, Tommy. <laughs> oh, fuck. it does have dimples. Um, so does how much I care about what you say. Um, uh, the, the two big ones, the two big reasons. No. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. You two main reasons why they, they consider um, artificial turf to be bad mm -hmm. uh, is the coefficient of friction. Yep. So <laughs> the, the, talking the, to me, amount Tommy. Force, the amount of force, amount of force needed by an athlete before their foot or their ankle or, or or their leg slips out from under them. And they actually find that the, the coefficient of friction on turf is much higher. Hence, there are more injuries like ankle sprains, ACL tears, and lower, mm. lower leg injuries. And then there's also the coefficient of restitution, which is that it's, it's much softer to fall backwards and hit your head on grass than it is to fall back and hit your head on AstroTurf. So mm. the levels of concussion... Are much, uh, much higher, higher on AstroTurf right. than they are on um, than they are on uh, regular grass. What about it the is, coefficient um, of Gray's knees, Tommy? Because that's a real problem with AstroTurf as well. It's like exactly. in a carpet burn. 
Exactly. And they also find that the rubber pellets and the artificial surface that they use has quite a high level of lead in it. And they've found mm. that there have been cases where someone gets cut or um, or or, gra or uh, turf burn is um, there's more there's more sort of chance of getting a chemical infection. Well, in that surely wound. they would have worked that out. Why are they putting lead in these? Pe it's 2020. <laughs> what do we do know, with all this old lead based paint? Lead based paint. <laughs> Let's just uh, make it into spray little it pellets the and spray let, it on let the, the kids run around on a Saturday. <laughs> on it. Yeah. That'll be great. Um, but yeah, they 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 did a study in 2019 in the NFL, and they found that 68 there's a 68 percent higher chance of sustaining an ankle injury on synthetic turf than there was on the fields that that use grass turf. 82.4 percent of NFL players suggest that artificial turf contributes mm. to more and uh, more injury. And then they did a study with soccer players, and they found that any uh, in FIFA registered professional soccer players. 60% of them said that they would make a decision on moving moving teams and joining a new team. 60% of them said that their decision to move or change teams would be dependent on whether or not uh, their team plays and trains on artificial right. turf or Can real I ask grass. you, Tommy, I'm, I'm hearing this argument, but come on, mate, you're just throwing stuff out there. Have you got any stats to back up what yeah. you're saying? Because what <laughs> we need is stats, <laughs> numbers. I want to also but, ask you, who did this study? Yeah. You're, you keep saying they, them, this, they did this. Who are these people? Uh, they are. They're Let me called, guess. It's, it's, it's the Kikuyu factor. <laughs> yeah. No, they're it's they're a, actually a vigi the they're a vigilante group. Sir Walter of, um, Insta Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, no, they're they're called the, the Bermuda Grasses. The um, Buffalo Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're a vigilante group of anti-turfers. Um, and I knew it. They're they're called the Turf Towers. Um, okay. Which is yeah. So that's the that, that's my my innovation that uh, I believe needs okay. a little look SJ at. Turf. Very good. Um, it was. At least it didn't get too technical. No, no. It was quite. It was very coefficient. That whole. <laughs> well, have you have you ever have James? You? Have you ever like? I mean, have you ever played sport? Is a question to ask you. But have you ever played? Um, <laughs> have you ever played Astro sport turf. on um, on AstroTurf? AstroTurf. Let me think here. Um, many years of playing many sports at a very high level. Um, maybe I think I might have played a little bit of AFL on AstroTurf once. Surely at a tennis. I don't think that's not AstroTurf. That's that's what they. That's what a pitch is. Is that AstroTurf? A cricket pitch because it's concrete be, underneath it. It's a it's a form. Is it the same? Well, I played lots of tennis then. No, I normally play on clay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh -huh. <laughs> Call him spin game is next level. Oh, it is. Um, and don't you love how I uh, how I uh, directed that question at you? Because I have a, a like an anxiety of if I directed it at Barney, we yeah. would have gone on another half an hour round. I know. I played most of my cricket on turf, but uh, another bullshit hockey uh, wormhole oh my that God. no one needs. Oh, mate! Everybody, be careful! Don't hit the ball into someone's foot because it's a penalty. Yeah. I broke, I broke you guys' foot, Brian. Oh, tell us that anecdote. Never. Uh, tell us that anecdote really hard to a guy's foot and broke Yeah, okay. I know it's your birthday, oh, but no one gives mate. a shit. Can't wait to hear that, mate. Yes. Wait. Cool. Yeah. Um, go. Oh, do, do, what do you want to do next? Who wants to be Nick's worst innovation? Do you want to do it? Uh, the Super uh, Over. Yeah, <laughs> the Super <laughs> Over was the worst innovation ever. And then... Then, then having a number of boundaries count back oh, to decide yes, a tournament. Yes. It was terrible. Oh.
Yes. And also, on top of that, I dislike, I dislike dual passport holders, including <laughs> Ben Stokes. <laughs> yes. yes. If you're from but New my, Zealand, you're from New Zealand. That's right. But my favourite fungus spinner, <laughs> Daniel Vittori. Daniel Vittori. Mm. Love a fungus spinner. Okay, my go. Here's what I think the worst innovation Ever made. Tommy, right. back me up on this because you are also a man that loves to dunk. You and I uh, both have hops. I, Just Tommy's I vertical have some is serious elevation. Oh, All right. So mine is breakaway rims in the in basketball, but in particular in the NBA. Because what breakaway rims did was they removed the chance of any player basically dunking it so hard that the backboard smashes. Which for me, it was the greatest spectacle in basketball. You get up. And you, I mean, what I used to do, if I if I timed it on the front of the rim, oh. and I hung for a bit, boom, smash! You know what? Mate, I got kicked. I got kicked out of the local rec center because I was just I was doing oh. honey dips. Oh, and I was hanging bro. from the elbow, <laughs> and they just they were like, "Bro, they we said, can't afford that many backboards, dude." Yeah, I was like, said, Sorry. "Look, for starters, oh, put the ladder away." <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> that trampolines for the kids. Yeah. Um, I don't you know what I'm seeing here. Mm. This is I'm I'm seeing a correlation to your first one, your favourite innovation, the kiss cam. Because you know what happens when the backboard shatters. Yeah, Delay. Five minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All of a sudden, <laughs> kiss well, cam, and nothing turns you on like a smash backboard. That's, <laughs> that's, oh, that was a horrible wow. sentence. Yeah. Nothing, nothing gets was, me going than a bit was, of broken glass. That was act. There was nothing sexual in it though. No, just prison, a smash back. Little little bit of prison <laughs> talk. For, <yeah. laughs> now, Tommy, you will be pumped here because guess who invented the broken? The, sorry, the the breakaway rim. The Smithsonian. Um, Really? The Smithsonian, again, yeah, the Smithsonian Institution, Lamelson Centre. Mm. Um, they contacted a man by the name of Arthur Earhart. Um, He's the guy you'd call. Yeah, 1976. Was his wife the, was his wife the lady that flew around the world? <laughs> yeah, Amelia. Amelia, yeah. And after Amelia? she went missing, he yeah. had some time to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and they're only... Look, God, he's just pottering around yeah. the house. We've got to give him something to do. Yeah. She was 50 years older than him as well, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> sure she wasn't married, too. <laughs> what are you Imagine saying? Imagine that on Kiss Camp. What are, what are you saying? What does that mean? Oh, she wasn't married. Mate, she hadn't it's taken not the husband. podcast for that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, unmarried? people. Oh, mate. I know it's your birthday. Uh, anyway, St. Louis <laughs> University, his nephew was playing there. Mm. There was a player there that kept busting up the rims, 1976. Um, and so... The University of St. Louis, wasn't it, James? Yeah, what I say? St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. It is St. Louis, right. is it? St. Louis? St. Louis. St. Louis. I didn't Louis. even hear you say it, so I was just oh, you were I just... Was giving you a bit of oh, information. No, mate. Facts. How many... What, what percentage of people pronounce that wrong, Tommy? You're, you're big on a 60%. Um, anyway, so Urrat's nephew asked him to design one. He went and he found a John Deere cultivator, got got a big spring off that and created a ring so that when you, you <laughs> basically you pull it down, the ring allows – sorry, the, the spring allows for the pressure on the front of the rim yep. and then it pops back up so that the glass doesn't end up smashing. Now, that was invented in 1976. It wasn't until 19, the 1979-1980 season when the NBA finally employed it. There was a man by the name of Daryl Dawkins who was playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. In one season, he smashed the backboard twice. Yeah, the vision is outstanding. He just gets up. He was a big man. He'd get on front of the ring and he would just throw it down and smash all the players, run out of the way. Crowd goes nuts. Um, you know, they start kissing. Kiss cam. 
Here's the thing, right? I heard there was an urban legend that one time he dunked it and he smashed the backboard so badly it just turned back into sand. That's what I heard. <laughs> it's not an urban I, legend, man. I heard it the happened. First, I heard the first time he did it too, they didn't have a backup backboard, had to play the rest of the game half court. <laughs> yeah, an NBA game half court. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was... Sh- Shirts or skins. That makes no sense. I don't know why I said that. Um, Now, believe it or not, and I only know this from experience, um, that a player that that smashes a backboard is penalised with an unsportsmanlike conduct technical foul and then can also get a fine afterwards. I remember I had to pay a bit of money. When you were your level B referee, is it? No, I never handed it out. But people go, down at the Northern Beaches Indoor Sports Centre, Nabisk, a couple of times in there... I was just rocketing these things and I ended up getting some fines for smashing the backboard. You told me you had to move out of your two-bedroom apartment and move into a one-bedder because you were just breaking backboards yep. too hard. <laughs> See, that is sexual, Tommy. You have now made it sexual because I didn't have a backboard in my room. Mm. You're right. Hey, what I'm saying is... Move a two-bedder into a one-bedder. Oh, mate. <laughs> Don't start that shit. Now, I, what I'm saying is you shouldn't... Be punished, you should be rewarded. You smash a backboard, should be worth five points. Five points. Five points, Super and your team, your team gets a sixth player on the court. The person, the person you dunk on has to sweep it up. Very good. Sweep up Cause, the glass. Because what they're worried about is they're worried about players getting glass in their eye, they're worried about spectators getting hit, all this sort of stuff, lawsuits. But how good did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar look with those glasses? Give them to yeah. all the players. Uh, the front row is only full of rich people, so if they get cut I think up, they're all... Yeah. I think they're also just well worried about the fact that, like, I mean, you don't really want to have to replace probably the most pivotal part of the basketball court. Uh, no, I think it's the glass no, going in ice. I think it's definitely the glass. Um, now, the other major innovation was mm. brought in in 92 and 93, and it was courtesy of Shaquille O'Neal, hey. who came into the league at 148 kilos, seven foot one. And, okay, the glass wasn't smashing, but he kept pulling down the entire frame. <laughs> Of these backboards, and there's some great vision. It happened once at Phoenix Suns and once against the Nets in the 92-93 season. And so as a result, they had to increase the steel brace strength and the stability of the backboard to stop the hoop from falling down. Because the big Shaquille was just ripping I mean, these things. That's a whole lot of man getting airborne. I think that's a beautiful thing mm. to say, oh, though. But, but we like, haven't it's seen it just since. Poetry. Just nah. magic. 92-93. So that's I'm saying go back to the old hoop before 1976. I'll go back to the peach basket, right back to the start of it. Hollow in a peach bunny. basket. Let's go back to the peach basket, but let's attach that to glass. So maybe a coffee table. Maybe hang a coffee table up on the side. <laughs> and so if you dunk the peach basket, it can smash. Everybody can see. Everybody applauds. Smash backboard. So that, anyway, that's the innovation that Makes I good TV. hate that I wish had never happened. So yep. we're running very quickly out of time here, guys. So I think for our own innovations, let's just get them out there. All right. Um, I guess who wants to be Nick this time? Tommy, do you want to be Nick? You can be Nick this time. Uh, just have a think as you go. So Barney, you you go first. Yep. What uh, do you want? I want to, the biggest criticism of test matches, test match cricket, when people uh, from overseas who don't understand it, they'll often say it goes for five days and it can end in a draw. Yes. I say that's a problem. Right. Uh, so it is a real problem. Shorten it. No, 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 no. Let's go the other way, mate. Right. The drawer is the problem. Let's go back to untimed tests. Up until World War uh, Two, that was um, that was just how tests were. They tests were just went until they, they went end. until both sides had batted twice. Whoever won won. Up until that point, there were only two um, 
test matches that were drawn, and that was due uh, to they were drawn by agreement because of shipping schedules, which I think <laughs> these days, you know, teams don't have to catch the steam ship no. more. No. So I think we can work around that. And because I, I think think about the test series we just saw New Zealand play Australia this summer. Well, yeah. Um, think about the Adelaide Test. Davy Warner made three hundred and thirty-five. They their bowlers didn't look like doing anything. No, mate, that test match could still be going. Just what and Dave up wanted to like up to eight one and a half runs, million or something. Just knocking them round. I mean, you get it. You get a good couple of good batting lineups. You put it on a flat pitch, like say the ones we see in the UAE. Yeah, Rhodes. Mate, mm. you could have a six-month Test match. This would be that would be very good, especially if we've got the broadcast rights. Exactly. Imagine that Fox Cricket is literally the same Test match for six months. Yeah, that would be very good. It'd be excellent. I mean, imagine. <laughs> Imagine the, the, the anecdotes you could get out of Skull. But imagine That's you're living in Adelaide and you're on the way home from school or work and you can just pop in. You know Dave's still batting. Dave's still batting. Think about how many people, you know, like cricket endeavours to try and get more people watching the game of cricket. But as soon as you go, mate, cricket's awesome, especially test match cricket. It goes for five days. They're like, I cannot believe a sport goes for five yeah, days. It's imagine if it's like, you can you're gonna miss your birthday because we're watching this. Like what? you know what I mean. Why don't we extend that though to other sports? Like what yep. about boxing? Boxing unlimited. That rounds. used to be unlimited, didn't it? Uh, I think early. Yeah. Early but days. you just keep going until somebody falls over. Yeah. Just box and box and box. I mean, it's probably the. I whole mean, I'm sure CTA there's a plethora of health gonna... reasons. Yeah. <laughs> what you think? There's a difference between getting hit in the thirteenth round and getting hit in the twelfth. They're getting CTE. You choose boxing. 20 years' time, you're stupid. You just need to know that. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff Fennick coming okay. in now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to say you're getting punched in the head. Yeah. yeah it's it, the wrong crowd to pick a fight with. <laughs> wrong yeah. bunch of people. All right. Okay, untimed test match. Untimed test Tommy, matches. I say bring him back. Let's go. Your special innovation. What do you got? I've got two really quick ones. I think that in uh, relays in swimming yep. uh, so, uh, and sort of longer races in swimming, uh, like the 1500, uh, I looked back at the times of the final of the 1500 at the 2016 Olympics, and I saw that the first place person was, he came through, the Italian came through at like 14 minutes and 35 seconds, and the last place is about 15 minutes and two seconds. Yep. I think as soon as they dive into the pool for the start of the 1500, the pool should start emptying with water. Um, I think they should start emptying like the water oh, out. Start straining. That's good. Yeah. Start straining the water, but they should time it so, like, I mean, if Norway, if old Henrik Christensen starts getting lazy again, he thinks he can drop a 15-2, <laughs> well, he has to bring his cross-country skis because yeah, like he's finishing it. it on his skis because yeah. he's walking on the bottom of the yeah, pool. Yeah, love it. You um, know what? Slide up his stomach. I reckon totally. spikes on the bottom of the pool. Oh, there, yes. Make it dangerous. Totally. I reckon just lay heaps of sea urchins at the bottom. Oh, and just that's like, good. Good luck, brother. Yeah. Take that back to Norway. Um, and then <laughs> my your, other your one. hatred of the Norwegian people. I, I don't understand. I love it. Norway. I love Norway. The Northern Lights and, and sort of off fish is beautiful. Um, <laughs> we have a house the, there. I, I go off. <laughs> well, um, to the The state. other one I had was athletics, <laughs> Olympic athletics or any athletics. Uh, the two relays, the 4x400, the 4x100. I mean, the baton. we got to do something with that. And I I think it should, at the start of the race, it should gently heat up until oh, right at the, the last change, it's boiling hot. And uh, it's it's a matter of mind. It's a mind over matter. If you're, if you're, the, if you're the, the home runner, you've got to 
you got to deal with third degree burns on your hands. I love it. I, I just, yeah. But the quicker you get there, the cooler it is. Yeah. Like, you know what I you mean? So them, it, it, they'll be running sub eights for, for 100 metres. If your hand is literally burning off, you I will mean, run quick. It totally. I mean, in the 4x400 at the 2016, I mean, Poland probably would have lost their hand. You know what like, I like, I, Tommy? I, now I, you're having a crack at the poles? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> but you know what? Don't start me. I'll finish you, brother. <laughs> you know what I like about that too is there's a branding opportunity there because if I'm from Adidas and I go, I have an opportunity to have my logo on that oh, and potentially oh, burnt into the hand of some athletes. Yeah. That's a lifetime sponsorship. Tommy, great innovation. I, th- I think there's just a couple there that make it more interesting. Very good. Now, done, now, who wants to do Nick? Uh, Nick, it would be, I think, that we need another super rugby team from New Zealand. A sixth team. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and also I think the Rugby World Cup should be played every year, and I think that it should be played in New Zealand every year. Great, thanks Nick, and thanks Nick. Really great uh, <laughs> rugby right. union stuff. Um, geez, I hope people tune into this and go. Nick's not here. Fantastic, no all black shit. Do you yeah. think people will? <laughs> I hope yeah. they do. Right, I'll go real quick on mine. I just I think that um, <laughs> you, you look a little like Forrest Gump when he ran. Well, by the way, I, this, I'm wearing a hat today, everybody, and the reason I wore the hat was because Tommy left it in our office and I've stolen it. He hasn't made comment on it once. Have you got that many hats that you don't know I'm wearing your hat? It's a no, Chicago Blackhawks. Have a look you, behind him. There's like it's, six it's, behind him. It, it is a great hat. I, it, I did realise it was uh, missing from my rotation, but uh, it's, it's on not, my head. Not... And you made not. I'm wearing this hey, dumb hat, and you didn't say anything. He he realised uh, he realised on May fifteenth because that's his May fifteenth hat. All oh, right, <laughs> I'll get it back to <laughs> you for next year, mate. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. All right. So my innovation that I think should be brought in is ball tampering. I think that bowlers and fielders should be allowed to tamper with cricket balls as much as they want. Now, the only thing is, you can tamper with it as much as you want, it still has to fit through the umpire's ring piece. Okay. And When I say the ring piece, you know when a batsman complains or something that the ball's out of shape? Sorry, no, Barney, not that one, no. The other, so they bring out the ring piece and the ball has to Uh, fit through. There's two holes that it's got to fit through. So it's got to go one through, through one and not through the other. Correct. So as long as... Whatever you've done to the ball, as long as it still fits through that ring piece, you can do whatever you want. So you can take out a belt sander. You can take out a shoe polisher. Ooh, you can like this. take out a microwave. Whatever it is, I don't know if that... What would you go with? Because they're banning... They're gonna, the, the, the problem they're going to have now, too, is they're talking about they're not going to be able to have use uh, saliva on the ball. Of course. Because of COVID. So what... I think this is an innovation that has legs. Well, what, what are we? What are you taking out there? I, in all honesty, I would just I'd go for good old fashioned boot polish, boot polish. Yeah, and just a rag, and I just I'd polish one side up until it was gleaming, until it would hurt your eyes, because you're not going to change the shape of the ball then. Some, um, some dubbing mm, or something. Yeah, and maybe then I've got really uh, like a car buffer that I then do on it. You know, yep. just so in yeah. one side is absolutely. Yeah, like it. I yeah. dip it. I dip half of it in gold. Uh, because I'm posh like that. Yeah. Um, and I was also I was also thinking of how can you make the swing king really expensive, and that's just how, what I thought. Well, let's. And the reason I've said this is because yep. these bats are changing the yeah. the technology for bats. So you know they're they're different shapes now. They're lighter to ha- to to hold, but they're they're more meaty to hit sixes. Hooray for the batsmen. Hooray for you. The poor bowlers are out there bending their backs and they're getting nothing. So I think we should allow them. 
to do whatever you, you, you want. You combine this with my untimed test too. You give them time to like, okay, we started with the belt sander now. That's not working. Head down to Bunnings, see what else they've got. That's very good. So tea break and lunch break, you can head okay. down to Bunnings. Exactly. Right. Once again, another sponsorship opportunity. Absolutely. Get a sausage sandwich. Cricket Australia, if you're listening, we are ready uh, and willing to just provide all this. To take your calls. Now, that yep. brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, I think it was. I think it was okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're all okay. Let's face it. Mm. We're not breaking any records here, are we? No. Well, yeah, the world record line is out of sight, but um, <laughs> but I uh, I think I think we've gotten there before the pool emptied. Okay, so, good. I <laughs> mean, it's the main thing. Very, very good. Now, just a reminder: get on, leave a five star review if you enjoyed what you heard. Um, also, we are on Ko, and we're on our narrow world of sports Facebook. So get on and have a look at us. We are in the Fox Studio today. It's a lot more professional than us doing it out of our basements. Yes, I think you'll find. Um, finally, follow us on socials at Narrow World of Sports on Facebook and Instagram at Narrow World OS on Twitter. Um, and apart from couldn't that, be simpler. No, it confuses the <laughs> did shit. Did you just out run of out of batteries? <laughs> yeah, no, I think we did. Now, Stew out director, if you want to fire up that farewell music while we say our goodbyes here, there it is. There, we roll it in, Tommy. All right, thanks for tuning in. In Watson's guys. Nick, Keep you, Tommy. Tommy. We'll see you next week. That was the Professor and Barney podcast featuring only Tom. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>